You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, we're talking about converting primary resources. You have them. I want to help you discover them. And we're going to go to our text scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. God doesn't give you wealth. Nothing in scripture says He gives you wealth. On the contrary, He has given us the means of producing wealth. That's what Deuteronomy 8.18 teaches. Now, those who actively engage in the process of converting resources, primary resources, into money are providing beneficial services to humanity. God's money systems are based on these exchanges. All of God's systems are symbiotic. Symbiotic. And let me talk about that for a second. When I exhale, you exhale, we give off carbon dioxide. But fortunately, there is something in this earth that needs our carbon dioxide. The trees that are outside, that are all around us, they need what we're exhaling. They, on the other hand, are taking in that carbon dioxide and they are exuding oxygen. And so there is a beneficial relationship between the trees and humanity. God created the whole of the earth to operate on those principles. I was reading something not long ago about a shortage of nitrogen and how the prices had ballooned up and how we so depend on nitrogen today to fertilize our crops. It didn't used to be that way. Now, Our soil does need the nitrogen, but there were other ways to get it. In the old days, the cattle were turned out into the fields, and their poop went into the soil, and it got mashed up and spread about. And you could see this. I could see it when I had cows in my pastures, that I could see the clumps of grass that were way taller than the others. That was where a cow patty existed at one time. And you could see the difference was daylight and dark. Uh, I went to my grandfather's ranch one time, and I remember seeing all these little green spots all over the field. And these were places where the cow poop had fallen, and the grass was much richer. The cattle needed the grass, but the grass needed what the cattle were dropping on the ground. This is a symbiotic relationship. All of God's systems are based on that. I have something that you need. You have something that I need. We're going to bless each other. This exchange then is what causes a relationship to thrive. Now, let me show you Proverbs 14.4. Where there are no oxen, the manger or the crib where the ox feed is, it's empty. In other words, you don't have to feed them. But from the strength of the ox comes an abundant harvest. So it's going to cost you something to have an ox. You will benefit, though, because the ox can multiply your ability to grow food. 
And it's worth it because he brings you back more than what he takes from you. That is a symbiotic relationship. For this reason, the scriptures tell us, you shall not muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. When an ox was uh, pushing a, a big stone wheel around in a circle, grinding the wheat and the other cereal grains down, uh, you didn't put a muzzle on him. Every now and then, he's going to reach down and he's going to get a big bite of that grain. Uh, it's okay for him to do that. The idea is he's not going to eat it all, but he's entitled to a portion of it because he's the one working the wheel. So God said, you don't muzzle the ox that treads out the grain. Now, God uses that very principle to teach about supporting the people who teach you the word in the New Testament. And so we don't muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. I've always been amazed that people could go to church or listen to someone teach the word and not have any sense of obligation to them at all. Uh, feel no desire to support them. Don't feel any responsibility, maybe because you don't think you have enough money yourself that you have no obligation. But if someone is feeding you the word, you've got a responsibility to return back to them. Thank God I learned how to do that, even though I came out of a family who didn't do it, who ridiculed the idea and withheld money from God's men. And I learned that that was not the way you work. Okay, let's keep going. Now, God uses these enduring relationships because they are based on a mutually beneficial exchange. So what he's opposed to is a scheme. Now, make no mistake, there are people in our economy who scheme. They are operating unfair exchanges, meaning they're taking more than what is right. It wouldn't be wrong if they took what was right. But when they take what is more or take when they're not giving anything in return, that is considered evil. Proverbs 15, 27, a greedy man brings trouble to his family, but he who hates bribes will live. So people who take bribes are called greedy. They will have tremendous troubles. We're going to see that in our own country in the days to come, where people who take bribes and are greedy suffer greatly for what they do. Therefore, we do not seek money, but look for ways to bless our fellow man or fellow men with our gifts and our services and our products. Uh, when my dentist works on my teeth, man, I want to pay him. Uh, I had a toothache one time that was just driving me nuts, and when that dentist took care of my toothache, I'm telling you, I was grateful for what he did. He deserved everything I could pay him. Uh, not too many years ago, I had a, a, a crown fall off my tooth, and, and uh, I had a veneer here. And so I, I had a big hole in my mouth, and I had to speak that weekend. And so I found my dentist, and uh, he agreed to meet me uh, on his day off. And thank God that man fixed my tooth, and I was able to speak, and uh, it, it made a difference. And I really appreciate that. I wouldn't think of cheating him. Whatever he wanted to charge me, I'm willing to do. Man, thank you, sir, for helping me. Therefore, we don't seek money, but we look for ways to bless our fellow men with gifts, services, and products. What do I have to give? As opposed to, how can I get somebody's money? 
You see, in the kingdom of God, the economy is based on serving. Jesus said, he who will be the greatest among you will be your servant. Everything in the kingdom of God is based on service. And don't think for a minute that means that you never get anything back. On the contrary, people who serve gain. 1 Corinthians 9, 19, here's what the apostle Paul said. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. Now this is not only an evangelism strategy, it's a guiding principle behind all of our work. I am here to serve people. I want to serve people with my teaching. I want to explain things that set people free. I want to teach things that give people great peace. It is giving a service as opposed to just getting money. Now, money doesn't just show up to you. Money always comes through a channel of exchange, just like electricity. Electricity doesn't just show up at your house. It comes through a conduit. In fact, everything that's beneficial that comes into your home from the outside, your internet connection and your internet provider, your natural gas, your electricity, uh, all of those things, even if you don't get cable television, the airwaves are still channels of television and radio signals that come to your home. These are the ways that beneficial things flow. Malachi 3.10, listen to what God said. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. God said, when you honor me with the part that I'm asking you to bring, see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. What in the world is he talking about? Does that mean we're going to have money just laying around in piles? No. It means that God's ideas and his wisdom is more than what you'll ever be able to get into and operate in your lifetime. I, I, I have never been able to fully follow all the ideas he's given me. He has rained on me what he gives. Wisdom is part of his currency. I think that the chief benefit of paying your tithes and giving is the wisdom that comes back. And you know what happens? So many people don't receive the wisdom. They're looking for money, and God's trying to pay them back. He's giving them ideas. Ideas make money. Listen, I, I was sitting in my bed reading my Bible years ago when my ministry was struggling, and December was a terrible month for us because we couldn't travel. And this was in the springtime of the year, and God spoke to me, and he said $50,000. I knew it was the Lord. And I was seeking him. I wasn't seeking money. I was reading my Bible thinking about something else, but he was going to bless me with money. And I said, $50,000, Lord, and I knew how to cooperate. I didn't just say, who's going to give it to me? I didn't say that. didn't ask that. I knew by then that's not how money comes. I said, what do I need to do? And the Holy Spirit said to me, make a Christmas album for children have it ready this year, advertise it, and it will give you $50,000. You can pay your people in December. 
Man, we did that. I made that Christmas album. It was a blessing. You know, we sold a bunch of them. We got the $50,000 that December, but years and years passed, and we had the album paid for. And when I did my ministry Christmas train at Dry Gulch USA, where thousands of people, in fact, a million people came through that in a 17-year period, we gave away tens of thousands of tapes and DVDs or CDs with that Christmas story on them especially to kids, and they were free of charge. So what a great blessing that was. And so it was an idea that came from God. See if I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there not be room enough to receive it. God's windows are portals through which He pours spiritual resources into the earth. In other words, a window is a channel. Your windows channel light. Even if your windows don't raise up or down, they still channel light. They channel heat or they channel cold. They can channel you if you needed to open one and get out in case of an emergency. Your windows channel air. I remember out in West Texas in the summertime at night, it would be so pleasant. We could open the windows and the breezes would blow through the house. It was better than an air conditioner. Your window is a channel. When God said, I'm going to open the windows and pour out a blessing you can't receive... There's not room enough to receive it. He was saying, I use channels to bless you. I learned this by driving through my neighborhood years ago, a long time ago, 35, 40 years ago. And it was raining. And I looked at my neighbor's house, and the creek behind his house was rising. And I knew that his house had flooded again and again. And I drove on to my house, which was on high ground, and I thought, isn't this amazing? I have no fear of a flood. I'm on a high piece of ground. Yet my neighbor right now has to be sweating, hoping that the rain stops because of that creek. And I thought, isn't it amazing how the same rainfall can be a threat to one person and not a threat to another? And it all has to do with channels. Channels create an intensity, a flow. All of that water following over a vast area has to run off and it goes into this creek, which is a channel. And now that water becomes very powerful. God wants to do the same thing for your finances, where that he takes the flow and it goes into a channel and that channel brings you a blessing. Money never just shows up out of the blue. It comes to you through channels. And I want to help you to see how they work and how God can give you a channel and even extra channels. He didn't just say, I will open you the window of heaven. He said windows, plural. Maybe you need to enlarge your thinking. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program.
We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.